is another one of those special episodes, everybody. Yep. We used to be number 10. Woo. Now we permanently won in the battle. Lost my finger. Mike became my own pistol. We gotta let White Cliff rock for a little bit. You know what I mean? So. Come on, be easy now. Squeeze this so much. Test why Clef see that flesh gets scorned. So bad, make me feel like you ain't wanting to be born. John, tell your friends they that. I like them, my lord. So on February 13 of 1996, hip hop supergroup the Fuji's released the masterpiece, the score, to massive critical and commercial acclaim. This album helped to usher in two of uh, two of hip hop's greatest artists of all time, hands down, Wyclef Jean, Lauren Hill. Also, it's a bop from start to finish, and it's ultimate crossover love. So to break this amazing piece of work down, I have to bring in the reinforcements. So joining me today is Virginia comedian and good friend, Mr. Lionel Harris. What's going on, Lionel, buddy? What's up, Rudy Malumba? You know what I mean? <laughs> How you feeling, man? I feel good, man. How about you? I'm good, man. You know, I you feel know? high, you know. I'm glad uh, that you could join me uh, for this one because um, I feel like you're very knowledgeable on hip hop in general, you know what I mean? Uh, you've, you know, you've, From a certain you, know I mean? point. you have a lot of insights, you know? And we're also <laughs> men of a certain age, you know what I mean? Like, you know, I'm in my thirties, you're in your thirties. So we've kind of seen the life cycle of hip hop to a certain extent. Like we saw from what, like, you know, from what I remember when I was a kid, I was nine or 10, you know, like it was in the mid nineties. So like, I saw it from that point of view from the mid nineties to now, rap has changed a ridiculous amount. <clears throat> and you know, same as you, you're a few years older than me. So for you, I, I would imagine it's the same. You, you probably just had a little bit more time too. You were able to kind of, you know, uh, go through like the early nineties and see how rap has kind of gone through. So I feel like we have uh, similar kind of points of views to a certain extent, right? Yeah, yeah, I would say so. Yeah, to a certain extent. Man. Let's let's emphasize that. Yeah, that's always, yeah, that's, that's, that's always <laughs> fair to, to add to it. But before we get started with that, <clears throat> I just wanted to uh just kind of ask you kind of what you're up to so in general you're a comedian you know what i mean you're you're over in virginia That's yeah where we met we were kind of doing open mics for a little while over there uh, i know that the pandemic has been a thing so that's affected comedy and stuff like that well you know what well, what are you kind of up to now are you kind of uh taking a step back for a little bit are you doing some shows still like virtually or, or what's your plan like once everything gets open again um, when the pan right at the start of the pandemic, I was producing my own shows. Of course, the pandemic shut that down, and when it <clears throat> when it did, I fell back for a second. I just didn't do any stand up. But what I started doing was writing. I started writing like scripts, specifically like television pilots, and focusing in on the things I didn't have time to really do. Yeah, with the with the pace I was going before, because producing the shows was a lot more than I had intended. Because the promote, bro, I was pulling up on people and telling mm. jokes like barbershop. Oh, really? You know what I'm saying? I was like, yeah. And if you got your cash up, you can come to the show. You know what I'm saying? Like I was <laughs> yeah, doing yeah. that, you know, passing the plate around after I, I did a, a short uh, short comedy message. I just do that. And uh, it was working. But like I said, that I, pull, I tried to get into the stuff that I didn't have time to do, which was script writing. Then once the fall hit, Somebody had invited me to do a show that was outside. And I was like, all right, I'll do it. And I started performing in the fall. I did a few shows. I bought my own mic. Uh, matter of fact, I advise everybody, get your own mic. Mm. This is the one right here. This is the one you need, the Shure SM. 
that's the that's your standard comedy mic there. You need that because I didn't want you know no Corona to jump off the mic oh, yeah. into my throat. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. So I was holding shows up. He was like yeah. calling me up. He was like Lionel Harris. I was like, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let me let me let me do this real quick. Yeah, really, man. When so you think about it. That that is crazy to allow like bunch of people to use the same mic. I mean, some people wipe it down. Which mm-hmm. shout out to Boosie, by the way. But there you go. Wipe it down. Um, wipe and, it down, like Boosie. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead. Uh, and and like I feel like that works a little bit, but yeah, I mean it's crazy. It's cra- to do nothing is crazy to me. Yeah, it's it's a germ orgy pre-corona. You know what oh, I'm yeah. saying? It's it's crazy. It's a germ cocktail. Yes. Yeah. yeah. A cornucopia of corona. <laughs> oh, yeah, there you go. <laughs> but I, I did what I did was uh, the last thing I did was a Virginia Beach Comedy Festival, and then I haven't been on stage since then. Now, feeling in that time, yeah, I've done some podcasts, I've done some Zoom. I don't really, uh, I don't know, I don't like it as much, man, because you don't get the immediate audience. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, but it's all we had, so that's what I did. But you know, yeah, that's it. I'm, I'm definitely with you, man. Um, like Zoom shows, um, things like that, I don't love. I mean, it's, and I, we, we, I was talking with you about it a while back. It's like, yeah, you're, you're basically working a different muscle, right? Like it's, it's, it's yeah. not, a, it's not like your, your typical, like when you're on stage, you, there's something to be said about being on stage, looking at the crowd reaction as you tell each joke, you know what I mean? And, and that's very much a part of comedy to, to mm-hmm. kind of be able, cause in a way, what you're doing is you're working the crowd as an instrument, basically. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So like someone who's outside of the room who can't hear what you're saying can hear the how you know what I mean, like how the crowd is going, like you know, the setup, the crowd's quiet, then they they pop out with laughter, they go down, pops up again, you know. So it's in a way that's kind of what you're doing. Um and I feel like that's really difficult to do in a medium like Zoom and all that, but I don't know what are you gonna do, but yeah, it, it's it's encouraging, man. Um, um, I, I'm I'm certainly trying to at some point to get to um, start producing shows too. I think that would be like a fun thing to to do as well at some point. I, so. I, don't, I don't know if I said it was fun, but it was a necessary <laughs> evil. But necessary yeah. evil is what it is. Yeah. At the end, but, probably when it's all done, it's fun. During the process, I'm, I'm sure it's not. Yeah. It's, it's yeah, not it's fun. stressful, yeah. but um, most recently I just started making video uh, YouTube content again. So right now, current thing is I got a story to tell. You know, what I mean? well, I'm telling these real life stories uh, <laughs> from my crazy life, and that sounds real basic, but if you tune in, you'll see why it's not. So you know absolutely, I mean? absolutely. Well, what's the YouTube uh, Lionel Harris? Yeah, Lionel Harris Lionel the second. Harris you go to YouTube, but you know, I always like to plug my name, LionelHarris.com. It's links to all that from there. You know, there you go. Absolutely. Yeah, just, just go to the site. Cool. Let's uh, let's dig into the album here for a little bit. So uh, first and foremost, what I typically like to ask in the beginning is your story with this album. So why? So we were kind of in talks about what what album we wanted to, you know, what I mean, break down what album you really liked. What um, what made you choose the score by Fuji's? Granted, it's an amazing album. Um, Yeah. Yeah. What was it about it that? I chose the score uh, one because I still listen to it from time to time i still pull it out uh, i've used some of the tracks recently for some of my uh content i know you're not supposed to but i did anyway uh yeah. <laughs> so i use have you ever worn a mask to get people to wear their mask for oh i love it i love it yeah <laughs> and i used i used um how many mics 
uh, and reference to joke a day because I was spitting them jokes out every day. So, oh. so yeah, I, I mean, I still have a connection to it, but two, um, I'm not, I'm more on the, uh, I'm more on the have some substance side of the hip hop spectrum. Yeah. So even though, you know, it, it definitely was, it was beloved by everybody streets and, and everybody alike. Like I said, I'm on the substance side of the hip hop spectrum. So like the Fuji's actually talking about something. Oh, and uh, I don't know how we're going to do it track by track, but I'll explain more in depth, you know, mm-hmm. my theories on that. But yeah, that's the reason. I just oh, absolutely yeah, yeah. say something. If you're going to talk and open your mouth, like do it for a reason. You know what I'm saying? That's like that's, that's why I'm at. Just in oh, life in general, yeah. you know, so that's it. So I, I, um, yeah, no, I agree with you. They, they, they really had something to say on here. You know what I mean? Um, and, and yeah, that, that's part of the reason why I really, I really liked it. You know, it's, it's interesting for me because I, I'm so addicted to sounds and, and things like that, like sounds and yeah, how music, you know, how song sounds and, and it's soundscape and all that. That's kind of what hit, hits me first. So like with a lot of these songs, they just sounded really good for me. So like that, that's what got me in the beginning. You know, I've been, you know, this is one of those albums where, you know, when I, even when I was younger, like, uh, you know, I grew up with two brothers and they, they were really hip to what was out and everything like that. This is 96. So this album, they were obsessed with, you know, but even though there's cursing on this album and this and that, this is one of the few albums that they let me listen to from time to time. And, and, you know, again, I think it's for that reason, because they're, they really are saying something on here. And even though there might be some curses here and there, like the overall message is, you know, something that you can kind of, you know, I mean, yeah, really anyone can listen to. Um, and, and also, like, I, I did an episode on uh, Lauren Hill, Miseducation, with uh, mm-hmm. my sister, Nicole, who's a, just a major, major fan, you know, and, uh, and it was just so refreshing because that album was another really massive album. I don't know if it went diamond. I'm sure it probably did. Um, yeah, I don't know the sales on that, but yeah. I did wait in line at midnight on a school night for that Jane. Really? Willie's records and tapes outside Richmond. Don't even exist no more. Don't even yeah, exist no more. Man. And, and yeah. I really, I really missed that era too of getting physical copies of albums. I mean, because it was a school night though, fam. School night. On a so that, school night. That midnight. was back when albums came out on Tuesdays. Yeah. So that was Monday night. To I Tuesday was morning. I was going up on a Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, dude. I was out there, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, man. On the corner, hoping, hoping I ain't get oh. drunk. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Yeah, I know the, the album's amazing. Yeah, we, we spent we spent a, a good amount of time talking about it. And, and one thing that became apparent to me is Lauren did the same thing on her album. She had a certain ethic, you know, that came it came across to me. Like, if she was going to talk about something, like you said, if she was going to talk about something, it had to mean something. You know what I mean? It can't just sound good. There's got to be a message involved in it. And I mean, I, I think back to like some of her biggest hits. I think back to doo-wop you know what i mean i think mm-hmm. back to like you know everything is everything and and all those songs and yeah she was talking about something i mean right doo-wop was a massive 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 song it was on everywhere it was on the radio for years yeah um and listen to what she said it's it's life advice to people it, it comes off to me like you know something that'll be like in in uh proverbs or something it's a you yeah. know what i mean Love yourself, girl. Yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. Love yourself, and, and it's funny because and it's to men and women too. Like she's talking yeah, to men yeah, too. You know yeah, what I mean? Both, and it's both. 
and, and it's very it's very yeah so so kind of just mirroring what you're saying um I, I definitely see that see that here too um one thing i want to address before we really get into it is lauren hill i know we just talked about her mm-hmm. um my god um do you love lauren hill as much as i do because i listen I to this this album i, I was just not only is she singing amazingly, but she is spazzing on everybody on this album. Good Lord she, Almighty, it's crazy, dude. She's a spitter, man. She a true spitter. That's and that's what people Absolutely. don't even really be giving her the credit for. Yeah, I feel like as far as because I mean, she they only had they had the two albums, but this is where she really came into her own. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. her her the man. I'm telling you, she dropped yeah, so many gems every like, and it. Yeah, yeah. It's not. It's not a weak verse on there from her. No, not at all. Every. <laughs> it's not. My opinion. She had the best verse on every song. I'm sorry. Like, yeah. The only one where it's kind of close is Zealots. I feel like Zealots. Her and oh, we're gonna get to some, but her and 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 Wyclef kind of. Wyclef, you know what I mean? He he had a pretty solid verse on there. Um, I feel like they're fairly close, but I'm she murdered all of them on every song. So it's. It is what it's not a competition, they're working together, it's all good. All, all together, the music was great. Wyclef was, was... <laughs> they talk they talk about that on the album. Yeah, that is true. That's true. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, no, what Wyclef was great on this too. And and I don't mean to, you know, disrespect Proz. Proz was good too. It's fine, you know, but, but... well, you know, Proz knew what he was. He knew, he knew what his yeah, lane was. He, was he, knew, he knew his lane. Yeah. yeah he man. didn't even like all if you notice a lot of his verses, he didn't even rap by himself he didn't carry the whole verse and it was yeah. shorter yeah it was Less always bars. Short. yeah it was shorter and it was like and why clever jump on that joint too to help him get through the end like yeah. come on man you can do it <laughs> yeah you definitely did on, on fujiwa yeah fujiwa yeah. he had the shortest verse and why came back in at the end of it yeah he did it on beat on uh the beast is loose uh. that joint all the all of them he's like should i slow down no nah, i can't go fast <laughs> like it's like he couldn't it's like come on why club was in this good corner man you know what i'm saying yeah, like it's stick and move baby on the ropes you, can get, you know so Absolutely. yeah prize knew what it was yeah yeah he, he knew his position no, honestly yeah if you if you think of the uh if you put him in terms of like the uh the miami heat back in 2011 I know who Chris Bosch is. That's all I'm saying. You know what I mean? <laughs> LeBron, <laughs> Lawrence LeBron. You know what I mean? Uh, uh, you know, Wyclef is is D Wade, and yeah, we see Bosch over there on the side. Um, <laughs> no disrespect to you know, but you know, Bo- yeah, Bosch you knew did, what though. it was. Hey, you in Florida? You might see him. But. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Bosch might see me one of these days. Listen, man. I saw that she was talking. <laughs> Listen, Chris Bosch, this, my hands work, though. You know what I mean? So, like, oh, you know what I mean? Okay. No. <laughs> all right. All right. Um, so, let's uh, let's kind of get y'all. into the... Oh, yeah. Stick and move, like you're saying. All right. Um, yeah. Let's kind of get into the the uh, first thing, the album art. I think that's... Uh, that, that's always the, the first part of the analysis here. Um, so, I'm going to go ahead and share my screen... Um, I have it up, and yeah, we'll go from there. See the uh, cover there. Ah. Um, so my impression of the Fuji's cover is, first of all, I feel like I've seen this before. I think it could be. So basically, let me explain the cover. It's uh, it's black, all black, and um, see his three faces. There's Wyclef's face to the bottom left, and you can see his profile. There's uh, Lauren in the middle. And you can just see her face 
straight up. And you have Praz on the bottom right. And you can see part of his face, but it's all very shadowy. There's text on the top left that says Fuji's and the score on the bottom right. Um, it kind of <laughs> looks like a mafioso kind of, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, you know, it looks like actually like the Godfather, Godfather cover yeah. or something. Yeah. Uh, which it, it could be what they're kind of emulating at the time. See, you know, this wasn't an era where kind of mafioso influence kind of rap was really big. Obviously, you know, Life After Death came out right after this, had a lot of those elements. The Purple Tape was in 95, kind of had a lot of those elements. And honestly, with some of the content on this album, especially the intro and some of the skits, it kind of sounded like that too. But uh, what's your impression of the, uh, the album cover there, Leno? You know, honestly, I never really thought much about it. This is the most I've thought about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's, def- it's definitely you know, on that Marlon Brando, you know what I'm saying? Godfather yeah. type groove. So yeah, yeah. Even, even down to the font choice. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that is true. Yeah, because um, yeah, like that F up there looks like a gun kind of, you know, and uh, yeah. <laughs> the F and Fuji's and and yeah, the score. Yeah, that's definitely. And I mean, and I'm in the same boat. So like I, I, I never really paid much attention to it too. Um, until actually yeah right now and, and right before we <laughs> right before we started the episode you know um but but yeah i definitely do see that i, I think it's pretty evident that that's what they were trying to do um so that's the album cover i and i and i you know again i've said this on every episode i'm sure because a lot of the, the 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 albums i've talked about have had relatively simple album covers i feel like for me with album covers less is more on here, all they have is three faces and, you know what I mean, text in two places. You know, um, for me, like an album that has like minimal things, minimal elements like on the cover and it sounds good, I, it makes the album even better to me. I think it when does. you overlay too much and it gets too, I don't know, I feel like there's certain expect, exceptions because an album like uh, To Pimp a Butterfly is an exception for that. The cover is out of this world. There's a bunch of different things going on there and stuff. Um, same with like The Beatles, you know what I mean? Uh, uh, what's it called? Sgt. Pepper. There's a lot of different things there and stuff, but the album is, is good. So I think there's certain there's certain exceptions, but in general, yeah, like I, I would say less is more. Alright, I was, I want to say like off the record, um, I just saw your room, your background just kind of flashed out. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so I, I don't have a lot of, and I, I saw, can show you this. I saw, I saw, I saw everything. I saw <laughs> brand new socks and drawers. That's all. Oh, I no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's um, you know, it's the weekend. You know what I mean? And yeah, like, yeah, there you go. There you go. Um, yeah. but you know, I, I don't have a lot of stuff like um, I don't know, man. I, I don't really. So this is how boring of a person I am. He got the northern lights behind you, right? Oh yeah. Oh, yeah, that's what that is right there. Yeah, that's what. Northern lights. That ain't boring, man. Yeah, you know. Well, in my room, like I never, my whole life, I never had any posters, anything. Good. You know, what I mean, people like to make a place their own, and I never yeah. do that. I'm just not that creative in that way. So, like, my room looks like you know, what I mean, a room in Sing Sing. You know what I'm saying? So, you know what I mean, so like, <laughs> but that's kind of. <laughs> so I'm not always. I was talking to someone. Um, someone was like, Rudy, man, your room looks like you look like you're in a, a room at the mission. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> so I got me all self-conscious and, and weird, but uh <laughs> it's all good. Um, let's talk about this album now. All right. So okay. we discussed the album artwork. Um this album has a theme, which I'm sure we're gonna get to at the end. 
uh, it's called the score, right? And let's go with the the first track. The first track is the red intro. Now, as a as a guy who's a Wu Tang fan, as a guy who's a uh, you know, purple tape fan, you know the Cuban Links intro. The intro is very reminiscent to that. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, it's. You know, a, I mean, yeah, yeah. It's kind of like a call, call to the arms. action kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, because like uh, you know, on on the purple tape, it's like uh, Ghostface is talking to Rick. Well, we got to move, God. We got to migrate. We got to do. On here, it's like it's kind of the same thing. They're like you know, um, the score. The the score. You're thinking. I mean, uh, you know, like you, it's almost like they're trying to. I don't know. When I think of a score, I think of like you know, a robbery or something. You know, you're trying to get that score. So like. You know what I mean? Like rob a bank or something. That's the score or something kind of in the, along those lines. I'm not sure exactly what they're alluding to. Though. But they say in the in, on the song, the score, it's time to settle the score. So settle I think the score, to, that's true. Yes, which is kind of like a revenge, skipping, you know, tipping the scales back in your favor. Mm. You know what I'm saying? The get, get back. back. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's, so it's, get uh, back. That's right. Yeah. So yeah, they, a lot of songs are reminiscent of uh, oppression. Reminiscent mm-hmm. of uh, abuse, total, to, I can't even get the word out. But yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> totalitarian. Yeah, yeah. I can't even get it out. Yeah. But yeah, <laughs> it's a hard word. That kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, that that that's what I think. They, I mean, I think they're talking about just injustices. Yeah, and 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 you know, getting things back right. You know, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think that's basically. And we're going to kind of pay attention to that as we go through the the songs and kind of um, and talk about that, um, you know, the further we go. Track number two is How Many Mics. Mm-hmm. Uh, how Many Mics, uh, you know, do, do you rip on the on the daily? Yeah, many mics. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, the song's great. Excellent, like, like first. So you know, it's a great way to cap the album off. I think it's really great. Um, man, I, I'm such a fan of, like, the... the um, I'm such a fan of the, what's it called? Like the, the the kind of sound that was around back then. Like, you know what I mean? Just the the bass, how heavy the bass was and how prominent it was in the song. Like that's that's like the, the, the most prominent thing. Like in the foreground, there's like a little, you know, element behind it and, and stuff. But the bass, I just love so much. It's um, boom back. Yeah, the, the, you know, it's a, the it's boom back backpack kind of stuff. Kind of stuff. Yeah, so, so it is really, um, that's really what it's all about. I'm going to play a clip here. So, up top in the beginning, um, I just kind of, and I'm not, I'm, I'm going to try really hard not to fan out too much about Lauren because, you know what I mean? Like, I really do. Uh, I'm a huge Lauren Hill fan. And like, you know, uh, and honestly, like this album is the album that really got me into her like that. Um, mm-hmm. Miss Education was, was a great album, but there was a lot of singing. I'm rap first. That's really my, my whole thing. So I was yeah. a little disappointed at first when it came out because I was like, where, 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 where the rap song? Where's she? I felt the same way. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah, yeah right? Yeah. Um, you know, but but uh, over time, it's aged so well. And and it's so well made. And, and again, everything means something on there. It's such a powerful album. And it's lived on for so long. So that's kind of where that, that came from. But you you felt the same way. Yeah. I was very, it's only one track. Yeah. That she rap on. Yeah. On, yeah, on, yeah. on, on Lost Ones. Um, yeah, which then, was a dope track, but it's like, oh, it was great, yeah. what was the rest like? I wanted, <laughs> yeah. I wanted, you know, but yeah. And then you know, yeah. technically, you could say doo wop, doo wop, she raps on, but 
I mean, it's kind of, you know, I guess it's half and half and then everything's everything, same thing. It's, it's kind of a song where she, it's her featuring her, like Drake would say. Drake is like Drake featuring Drake, where you sing and then you rap where the rapper would go. So she kind of does that, you know, but yeah, no, I felt the same way. So we're on the same, same page with that. Um, I just want to kind of highlight them. I have a lot of really, a lot of these songs I really love. I want to hydrate, um, um, just kind of highlight some songs I like up top. And I wanted to just do a quick, let's listen to Lauren's verse on a, a few of these, a few of these. All right, do it, do it, man. So, so that, that's, uh, the, 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 I'm going to play a clip of how many mics here. I could play the whole song. It, it was just uh that was magical. That was really great. Yeah. Um Class first on this was really good too. I just uh this is one of my all-time favorite uh Fuji songs. Just you know, just it sounds so good and, and it's just so well it's so it's sequenced so well, you know what I'm saying? Now uh, yeah, uh, so I really like it. Um, you know, certainly with this song, I feel like it's uh especially with what Lauren was talking about, it seems like a kind of cautionary tale. I feel like a lot of rappers and stuff who are kind of like you're saying get started and for the wrong reasons and and things like that but i think they kind of touch a lot on 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 this song more or less i mean well, what's your kind of take on on this first track i think it transcends even the game because like I, when i listen to it i sometimes i i, I think about comedians i think about anything i'm doing like it's mm-hmm. just, it's, it speaks to me like mm-hmm. we all got gifts you know, and we need to all use them the right way and for the right reasons and do the right thing with them. It's yeah. kind of like our responsibility, even though we don't want to accept it all the time. Yeah. But yeah, you yeah. know, just even the way she's saying it, like to be <laughs> to be spiritual without being spiritual. You sold your soul for some secular music that's whack. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like yeah, it's, yeah. it's a secular album. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? But she's talking about something. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, so yeah. if you if you go sell your soul for some secular music, don't do it for some whack. For a wife, it's whack, yeah. <laughs> yeah, sell your soul for something good. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. That's you know what I'm point. saying? It's, it's so many sides you could take to yeah. that, you know. Definitely. Yeah, but I, mean, I also I also yeah. think that she tried to address people talking about her rapping. Because mm-hmm. that's the part where you kind of faded out. She was like, oh, contraire, move friend. Don't you even Don't you go, go there. there. Me without a mic is like a beat <laughs> like without a, beat a snare. Without a yeah. Snare. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I, cool. I, I was going to, I was going to, you know what I mean? From time to time, I like to touch you know, touch Twitter. You know what I'm saying? Even with some gems, gen, generally okay. from from like a rap album or something. I was going to, I was going to put the au contraire, mon frere uh, bar on there. But yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, yeah, no, it, it's, it's it's definitely one of my uh, they, yeah, you know, I, I never looked at it like that, but it, it does make sense. So, how many mics do you rip on the daily? You really also could, and I don't know if there's a reach here, but it could also just mean like, like how often do you work on your craft? Even I mean, for extending how much work past, are you putting? Yeah, yeah, right. 
um and and yeah like if it's if it applies to kind of everyone uh you know and everything and i think it, it really applies to comedians kind of in a weird way because how many mics open mics but whatever that's, that's oh just mics period every time you get on that stage that's true Absolutely. Unless you got one of them white joints when they don't got a sound system. <laughs> yeah, you, you, gotta, talk. Yeah. You, you gotta perform Project. like a like a theater. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, how many literal mics yeah. are you ripping? So. Uh, then track number three is Ready or Not. Now this was a single on this album. I think it was the second single. This was the track that had just, in my opinion, it had a crazy crossover uh impact right because this you know a good way for you to, to tell just how successful a song is at the time was to just see how many spins it would get on mtv on bt mm-hmm. it's one thing you know what i mean but on mtv it's really another so like i saw this on tv all the time and, it, it, and i think it's, it was a video that that was actually it seemed like it was really expensive to make and stuff you know yeah, like in a submarine or something like that yeah yeah, yeah it was something <laughs> if i recall yeah. That was the era when it was all about, oh, what's your budget for your music video? Now it's like, you know, music videos, I feel like, don't have as much impact as they did then. But, mm-hmm. but yeah, that was certainly in that era. Um, the song is amazing. I mean, you know, and then again, I mean, you know, I don't, I, I could beat this theme to death, but in terms of performances, Wyclef's verse was great. Goodness, man. Lauren went in there and killed it, but I'm not going to fan fanboy too much. Um, it's too late. It was really, yeah, it was, late, it was really great. It was really, really great. But uh, the song is, is great, too. I So, yeah, I mean, you know, what's your general thought on, on this song, too, in terms of, like, the theme and, and everything that you were kind of talking about earlier on? Does mm-hmm. the song kind of fit in it as well? or? Uh, okay. If I'm being 100% honest, like, it, like singles, I'm cool. On most yeah. singles, like like during that time, especially like I I, I always was a B side kind of guy. I wanted to hear mm. what was actually on the album, the and album right like if yeah. I heard it and I liked it on the radio, the radio would make me hate it. Yeah. You know what I mean? So even though it was a dope song, like I can't even if I go when I go back and listen to it, I skip all the singles. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Even though they're great, and yeah. I mean I'm even gonna say killing killing me softly, as beautiful as it is. Yeah. I skip all the singles, man. Yeah, I can't. I can't do it because I've heard it so much. I just don't want to hear it no more. Yeah, you know. So, and I'm in the same boat with you. Like I, as far as this album, yeah, like Radio Now is a song I skip a lot because, again, I, I mean, it was around for so long and all that. This week, today, and like Wednesday or Thursday, I went back and I was listening to the album, and I said, "Yeah, let me just play it," you know, and. I got to tell you, I feel like, cause I, I have, it's since I've skipped it for a while, it would feel good to listen to the full song again. And, you and enjoyed uh, it. oh my goodness. I really did. Yeah. It was really great. Cause, cause you had an opportunity to miss it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> See that? That's yeah. The, and that's part of the yin and yang of life. You know what I'm saying? Uh, uh, it, it's, you know, sometimes you have to miss things all, if, for a little while until, you know, you can enjoy them and, and yeah, that, that, that was certainly the case here. The, the song is great, but yeah, no, I, I am, I do agree with you. Um, yeah, kind of, you know, once you've heard something a bunch of times, yeah, you kind of, you're kind of cool on them. But, but yeah, all together, yeah. I was gonna say, I don't know how it fits in with the theme though, because yeah. I mean, this seemed like, you know, like a, they, they kind of had like some creepy love songs. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And this kind of, because on the first album, Wyclef had the I wear my sunglasses at night to spy on my girlfriend. 
you know, track. And this is <laughs> to me, <laughs> to me, this is kind of like in that same vein, like ready or not. Oh. <laughs> Here I come. You can't hide. <laughs> I'm gonna find you. You can't tell a girl that now. Oh, not at all, dude. Oh, you (laughs) get without consent. (laughs) This is yeah. I sound like this is a problem. Yeah, yeah. You go. You got a restraining order. (laughs) Yeah, man. Wow. That 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 actually. Yeah, I'm trying to think of just how if there's anything else in the verses they say that kind of support that. But I mean, yeah, you could interpret it that way. It does kind of kind of come across like that a little bit. Um. Yeah, certainly, certainly, this is a song to highlight. But again, it's it's been, it's been, it's it's a popular song. It's the main, one of the main songs on this album. So, um, we can move right along to track number four, which is Zealots. Now, um, again, another great song. I mean, the beat, mm-hmm. I love the beat on this. Um, you know, the sample uh, is. I don't know. I don't know what it is. Is uh, I only have eyes for you, old doo up song. Mm-hmm. That's what that is. <clears throat> You know what, man? Out of you know what I want to do? Because typically on this show, if there's ever covers, we listen to the original and well, there's two covers on this album too. There's there's no woman, no crying, killing me softly. Mm-hmm. Um, but I typically compare the original to this. What I like to do, I like to compare the sample if possible. You, if you well, that. it was it was yeah, do it. It's um it's really highlighted. I think the most like, because I think during this time is when the movie The Bronx Tale came out. Whew, yeah. And that was that was part of the soundtrack. So I only have eyes for you was on the soundtrack for uh, Bronx Tale, and the sample that they use is kind of like just even a cut of the film score. But yeah, it's that song. Oh, I don't know who sings. I only have eyes for you. But yeah, the flamingos is what I'm getting here. Um, I'm gonna. I'm just gonna play up to the part where. You hear it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know where they go, but I hear the. Yeah. Same baseline. Yeah. Yeah. I love it, man. Well, one of the things I really geek out about is samples. I'm, I'm a huge fan of that. Yeah, you can hear that here. It's a little sped up, but. Mm-hmm. And I, I do love White Class Verse on here. But also his yeah. singing. I do too. Yeah. I don't it's know what he's talking about, but I like it. Yeah. <laughs> I beg that you pray to Jesus Christ. Why? Oh, I'm gonna wait till he sings a few uh it does a few bars too, because yeah, he he really he, he killed this. I'm gonna have to stop. Whew. Yeah, yeah, you gotta put some respect on Wyclef on this too. He he uh he definitely shone shone bright on this album as well, um especially on cuts like that. I feel like the, this song is more. I feel like it, it, they talk about basically people biting, people kind of copying, maybe not being yeah. Um, and I feel like they they hit that a few times on this album, but but uh, but I feel like that was the main theme, and and yeah, they're just saying they, they don't respect that. Um, no. That's track number four. Another excellent song. This album here, like a lot of albums, I think at the time, very front stacked. A lot of really great stuff up front, my opinion. Mm. Um, really the first, I mean, honestly, the whole album's great, but I mean, the first seven, eight are just undeniable. 
Track number four, Zealots, excellent. Track number five is The Beast, mm-hmm. which um, I think this song is definitely following kind of a theme. I mean, this is, this is obviously a song about police and about injustices dealing with the police is what it seems like. So the, right. the, the Beast is the, the boys in blue, as it were. That's kind of what, the, kind of what they're uh, alluding to here. Uh, and again, certainly fits, I mean, against the song that has a meaning. Still relevant today. I'm still relevant. Still very relevant. Um, I mean, you know, it, it's it's uh it's disheartening that I don't know. It's 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 disheartening. <laughs> that's all I can really. And we say. haven't moved past it anyway, and that's 1996. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, we uh, I was talking with someone recently about we're talking about the Dr. Dre the Chronic album, and uh, and on there there's obviously a bunch of songs about um just Rodney King the incident and you know. Uh, the riots afterwards that happened in <clears throat> that was 92. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, we're that's almost 30 years ago, yeah. And uh, after 30 years, I mean, we just last year we had just a string of incidences, and, and th- those are the incidences we know of. Those, oh, are the yeah, incidences those, those were the recorded ones, the recorded ones, yeah. I mean, I, I still sit back and um, I, I watched a documentary about. It was the OJ documentary where they also talked about they also talked about um, um, the yeah they also talked about just the LAPD and how they you know um, and just the incidences dealing with that like the you know just all the stuff that the LAPD would do in their relationship with you know Black America and just whatever and and they highlighted the um, Rodney King incident and. To just see all of that, to see how they were beating him up, and then to see all those officers just be walk. You know what I mean? I mean, yeah. they, they showed all of them. They showed the officers smiling and laughing afterwards, having a good time. Meanwhile, I mean, the, the way they beat that guys was just completely inhumane. And I don't know. All these years later, it, it's it's certainly a bummer. But <laughs> but you know, you can't con- you can't disconnect from the history, and I think that's what people want to do. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, if the police. And their hiring practices, you know, were recruiting from the clan and stuff like that. And his earlier practices, yeah, that's that's the foundation of the joint. Like, so, Absolutely. so yeah, you got to address how things were set up. Yeah, in the beginning, you know. Absolutely, that's a fact. Every, anybody out here dating would be like, I don't want to date somebody and start a relationship cheating. We both cheating because you know the foundation that you build a relationship on. You gonna be scared. They gonna cheat on you. They gonna mm. be scared. You gonna cheat on them because that's how y'all started the relationship. You lose them the way you uh, got them is what they say. Yeah, yeah. So if you start off cheating, how do you think they're gonna leave you? <laughs> right. You know. But yeah, yeah. That that is that is very fair. So uh, the song "The Beast," good, good song again. A lot of great, a lot of great bars on there. Uh, uh, a yeah, very me, me, song in general. Let me highlight probable cause got flaws like dirty draws. Oh yeah, those probably said that right. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't was, know if that, that fully was... got fl- so dirty. Draws have flaws. That was his point. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's what he yeah. So yeah. that's what he was like. The guy, he didn't even do his verse by himself. And like I said, like uh, Wyclef was like, "Should I slow down?" Like the police behind him. He's like, "Nah, kid, go faster." <laughs> yeah, that was the one. Yeah. Oh my goodness, man! <laughs> like, dude, no, don't slow down. <laughs> yeah please exactly yeah you know what i mean yeah. take your foot off the pedal for a little bit you know but, no uh, don't take your foot off oh, the don't pedal. Put it, yeah <laughs> yeah no 
push. Um, yeah, yeah. So that, that that's certainly uh, that's certainly it. there's a very interesting skit too at the end of the 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 song. Yeah, which uh, mm. I, don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I love that skit, man. But we laugh. <laughs> that skit used to make us laugh and laugh and laugh. And laugh. About them at the Chinese spot. <laughs> yeah. He's like, right, let me get some four chicken wings fried hard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. the two of you at once. I love that joy. Sure. And then track number six is Fuji La. Now, yeah. Fuji La is the best song in this album, in my opinion. I know it was a, this was another hit. You disagree? That's mm-hmm. cool. We can disagree. I think it's actually interesting. Mm-hmm. We both disagree. Um, this song changed my well. Okay. Yeah, I think it's strong. It, it, <laughs> and and uh and i'll actually tell you the story of it right now so um the song rate uh, fuji la well okay it changed my life in the sense that that the okay so when i saw this video video came on in 2005 or 95 and um the video was captivating it was a really great video just because of me they're running away from something you know the law or whatever like immigration or whatever it was and it was really cool to see (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's what it looked like it looked like they were somewhere else looked like they were like in haiti or something and they're trying to escape Haiti or something looked like they were in some other nation and at the time i lived in we're in africa we're in uh, botswana Mm -hmm. and i don't know man i saw that and i was like yeah i can see that because you know we emigrated from the congo kind of in a similar fashion basically there's a war going on we're refugees basically right so we got on a boat and kind of crossed the border we went to Botswana from there you know what I mean um and um and so like when I saw the video I could relate a little bit because I was like oh this is kind of cool they're doing what we did granted they were full-on being chased and they were running away and stuff so one that was cool two um Again, the the rapping on here was amazing, and I I just that at that point when I saw the video, heard the song, I was like, I love whatever this is. This was really the introduction of hip hop for me. Like this was where it all started because it was just so well executed. You know what I mean? The song is catchy. The beat is unbelievable. I know the sample for this one, by the way. Um, I don't know if it's off the top of my head, but I I heard it right before this. Excellent sample. Um, and what is it? Um, is I looked it up right before this, so I can't remember off the top of my head. Ah, uh, never mind. I messed you up. Yeah. Keep going. Though. Keep <laughs> but uh, but yeah, like you know, this was really the point where I went. I love hip hop, basically. Um, this is this is what did it did did it for me, and I've loved it ever since. Now, this was a song that was popular, kind of. I mean, it was popular. It wasn't as popular as Ready or Not, but I've never gotten sick of this song. It's just so good so well made um so yeah i mean that's that's kind of my argument for why it's the best granted it's a bit of a more it's you know more of a personal reason yeah no it's dope uh, yeah Yeah, definitely your your reason for liking it is you know i'm saying it's heartfelt it's very touching you know what i'm saying (laughs) no no i'll just say it is it's a risk it's the reason why i tend to like things uh, I still hate it though. So I mean, no oh, this. you hate it. <laughs> I just, I don't hate it. I, don't hate it. <laughs> I, I just, you know, I just wanted, I just wanted to <laughs> take a shot. But nah, it's uh, like I said, any of the singles, bro. Any yeah, of the singles. Sing- I mean, I like them. Yeah, yeah, it's a single, so you know, I don't, you know. Yeah, I just, man. I just didn't want to do the. Um, 
I don't know. I listened yeah. to it today. I listened to the album today yeah. to refresh the whole thing through. And I still feel the way I feel about the singles. Even oh, though I recognize that they're good, yeah. I just, like, I tend to be more, I'm just that dude, though. I, I'm always, like, a B-side. I always mm. end up liking the songs that aren't as popular. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, I, I understand that. So so when you, how about this? When you first heard the song, what was your take on it? Like, I guess the first time you maybe heard it on the radio or, you know what I mean? Honestly, I don't, I don't really, I don't really remember. Not okay. the first time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but um, yeah. yeah, I don't know. Like the Fuji's album, I guess because of how much play they were getting, mm-hmm. I was surprised by how much I liked the album. Hmm. So for me, like singles to me were no indication of even what the album was going to be. And when oh. I was coming up, because like singles was like standalone, yeah, pop popish kind of things, yeah. And then you didn't really get into the meat of an album until you actually got it. So I tend to like, I mean, any album that you name, the song that I probably like is probably not the song that's that's the you know, one yeah, the commercial airplay joint. Yeah, you know, always what? been like that. Yeah, you. I'm trying to think of some albums like that for me, where, yeah, like the 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 albums out. There's like a single that's out there that's just going crazy, but right. and then and then you just go like oh, you know, you kind of roll your eyes to it because you know it's so popular and all the people talking about it and everything. Right. Um, and you just, but then you buy the album and the actual album cuts are. You know what I mean? Like way better than you think you'll be based on what you heard on the radio right. or anywhere else. You know, um, yeah, like I, I totally get that. I think I think uh, an album like uh, Jay-Z Volume 2, I think was like that for me because Hard Knock Life my, or um, no, uh, Hard Knock Life. Oh, yeah, because yeah, Hard Knock Life, the song was out and stuff and everyone loved it. And I was like, it was Annie. You know what I, mean? I don't like I don't like this. You know what I mean? Yeah. I grew to love it later, but but uh, but yeah, but and then he had a few, he had like, Can I Get It? That was on there, and a few other songs where it's like, Ugh. but then you buy the album, it's, it's amazing, <laughs> you know I mean? yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> and that song was another one that, that was that song went crazy, it was everywhere, like it, it was, know, and it's, it was annoying and, and all that, but but yeah, like the w- that was an album that I went back and listened to, and I actually that was great. Another example that's actually a Limp Biscuit. Significant other by Limp Biscuit. All right. And I, and I know I'm usually embarrassed to admit that, but listen, let's, you know what I mean? I'm keep because I don't know if you ever listened to that, but you know, I mean, they got a lot of airplay. I didn't, I didn't, I never bought the album, but I was familiar with them because they were on everything. Oh, yeah. And then, like, when Eminem came out, he's talking about them all the time. He was always talking about people like that, Limp Biscuit <laughs> and, you know, what Fred I'm saying? Durst and Christina. Yeah. And all them, yeah. Christina. yeah. He was always talking about <laughs> stuff like that. So, um, so I knew of them but i i never like copped a, a limp biscuit album yeah um you know yeah, but then i was my musical tastes were more uh homogenous during mm-hmm. that time too oh yeah absolutely yeah absolutely same same year i think uh at some point it kind of changed a little bit the only reason i actually got the album which was later was uh because of that uh that's on with, with method man and together now which was uh i think pr- produced by premiere dj premiere but uh yeah it's it's uh basically i'm just kind of mirroring what you're saying i I agree with you i feel like this was kind of also at an era where i feel like the artist would have the album down and the label would go okay now we need the singles and they kind of come in later and put them in 
I, I don't know if that's exactly what they did here. They might have, but I feel like that was a typical kind of thing pe people would do. So you you kind of have a few songs that, like you're saying, stand alone. They're kind of just made to be like the the hit song. To get attention, yeah. Kind of that doesn't jive from the album. But uh, Fujila, I think I think is great. But I think again, it's another one of those things where it might not necessarily fit the album itself because I feel like the song is just kind of like you know what I mean. This is that Fuji law. This is what this is, and then. I mean, then, it was uh, it's an anthem track, and it was and it was reminiscent of their actual name. I mean, their own branding. Yeah. So I mean, it wasn't totally off brand, but it just it was a little out of place for yeah. me as far as the theme goes. But if I lived the life you live, I would totally understand. You know what I'm saying? What you're saying, and that joint mm. makes total sense. Oh yeah. Uh, if you if you a refugee, how you gonna not, how you ain't gonna mess with the Fuji's? The Fuji's exactly. With the refugees. You know, what I saying? like yeah. This song is made for me. This is crazy. Like what you know what I mean? Like right. That's really what it what it seemed like. Uh, let me let's that, highlight it for like, a second, man. I mean, it'd be like yeah. If I, if a group was called the Black People, you know, <laughs> you never see the Black people make these. Even like hey. Hey, so I know why do you like this group, the Black People? Uh, you know, I, can't really. <laughs> yeah, I don't really know. I just, something about it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can't put my finger on it. Uh, yeah, it's it's certainly really good. Let's, let's just kind of play a clip of, of this too, just for reference. No, nah, do it, man. I mean? Do it. Um, Get your yeah, life this... story out here, man. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> your, bi your, your autobiographical song out here. Man. Now I love this. So like. In terms of the music, that lead line right there, mm -hmm. oh my God. that's just so, it sounds so good. I, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I wish I never knew what the single was. I wish I knew what the sample was. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, hold on. I'll, no. I'll let this rock, but I'm going to quickly look for it. I'm kissing the razor blade. It's a violent song. <laughs> Violence. I like when he goes, that sounds sick. I think I'll write a, a horror. Just in case I got to run. Turn up front like it now. Okay. Yeah, excellent. Excellent. Excellent track. So I want to I wanna point out how Wyclef being a preacher's son a lot of his imagery is super biblical. Oh, okay. He does it in every track. Hmm. Even in, like, you know what I'm saying? The track we just did. Um, you know, I beg that you pray to Jesus Christ. Right here, the boy on the block from Babylon trying to front like he down with Mount Zion. Like, everything oh, is everything yeah. is super, like, biblical. Yeah. Throughout the actually, whole... Yeah. Now, one... And one the, what is it? One of the tracks closer to the end, all he do is basically rap uh, Jesus going to the cross. Hmm. And I was like, he need, I was like, he need, I mean, he said he put himself in it kind of, but yeah. all he doing is, is telling the story of Easter. Yeah, <laughs> that's, yeah, that's, yeah. It. that's it. That's it. I wanted to try. It was, it was super biblical. Yeah. So I, I didn't know that. I didn't know he was the son of a preacher. Um, yeah. The very interesting point. Um, and I, I think I think as I revisit it, I'm gonna kind of keep my eyes open a little bit more to that. But that that is true. Like, he, the, I do hear him kind of do the biblical imagery thing a lot. But 
I mean, honestly, I hear Lauren doing that too. This, maybe not as much oh, here. Same, not as much as him, but she same thing. Same, yeah. kind, they come from the same kind of background. Yeah, definitely. you know what I mean, like, and, and and all the all the musicians. I think I don't know if it's as true today, but pretty much all the musicians that we know and love came up in that. Yeah, almost almost everybody came from that man. Absolutely, you know, yeah. that's the foundation was learning. You know, to play in church. That's why. Uh, Ray Charles and people like that got in trouble because they felt like they was still Sam Cook. You know what I mean? That's like you stealing from you know the gospel yeah. tradition, the gospel sound. But you know what I mean, you still in that gospel sauce. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, true. Now here, here's the sample for for Fleet okay. Just, All right, let's hear it. Let's it was hear. gonna bother me because I didn't know what him. Right? Mm-hmm. Who is this? It's basically just looped over. It's um, it's Ramsey Lewis, and the name of the song is "If Loving You Is Wrong, I Don't Want to Be Right." Is that it? Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Loving so they... you is wrong. <laughs> yeah. So you I know the song. I don't want to be right. Yeah. Oh, so that's okay. Yeah. So I- I've heard it before too. I guess um, it's uh, yeah, yeah. So so I guess all they really did is just loop that that beginning, um, which is which is really 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 uh, really dope. Move right along to family business. Mm-hmm. Uh, this this is the this has the first feature of the album has Joe, uh, John Forte and Omega. Um, I think Omega is the one doing the hook, and John Forte has a verse, um, like the second or third verse, on this. Hey, how you feel about John Forte? I think John Forte can really rap. I love I I love hearing him on songs. Man, I really like John Forte. Man, I always did on this joint. He has such a unique approach, like nobody rapped like him and i noticed him on this album i was like who's this dude pandemonium strikes at 12 o'clock midnight i'm like who is this yeah. dude? <laughs> yeah absolutely who is this dude? <laughs> and then i remember my song and like some of the stuff he was talking about on the album like i just pieced together like mm-hmm. you think you bigger because you moving like crack and stuff like that but you know john forte got in trouble for weed i don't know if you knew that oh i didn't know that he, he got, got arrested he well like not just like a, ba- a dime bag like he had a oh, whole selling. like track the trailer like what <laughs> yeah he was moving like serious weight of really? weed though yeah so yeah, so this he, is kind of why we haven't really heard from him in a while i mean i remember him in the late 90s i think he had an album out uh and there was some song he had that was out that i think was i don't know if it was you know super mainstream big but it was it was out there certainly i i yeah, yeah, he 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 trying to flip into singer songwriter mode and he stopped rapping as much. Um, but yeah, the time that he got in trouble was around this time though. It wasn't oh, okay, yeah, yeah, that wasn't wild. Like he didn't fall off because he's doing a bed and then oh. he uh he uh he started, I mean his style kind of changed a little bit. Yeah, wow, he kind of got got into that that you know acoustic. Really? Unplug group, you know what I mean? Okay, okay, I gotcha. Yeah. Same thing Lauren got into after miseducation. Yeah, yeah. That yeah, unplugged. Earth, earthy. <laughs> uh, I'll just, that's the blanket word for it, earthy. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, uh, I, I really did like uh, John Forte a whole lot. Actually, um, one of my favorite albums of all time is the, uh, um, 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 it's the the Carnival, uh, you know, you know what White House Carnival and uh mm-hmm. I know he was on. He was on that. He was on a few songs on that album, but but obviously the big song was "Staying Alive," the kind of the remade version. Oh yeah, of it. and yeah, he he was great on that. 
Yeah, was, yeah. Was, was cool cat, man. Yeah. And and honestly, it was brothers like, and if I'm being totally transparent, it was brothers like him. It was a dude. I remember this barbershop in Richmond. It was called True Dream on the south side of Richmond. <laughs> and um, it was a dude in there that looked just like John Forte. Mm-hmm. And man, this dude was so cool, show. Like he used to he used to walk around in flip-flops and socks and show, but like you couldn't tell this dude and nothing, man. Uh-huh. You couldn't tell me he ain't had the secret sauce. <laughs> cool. And yeah. I was like, man, I was like, I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna grow my locks because I wanna be, I wanna have the secret of the cool. Oh, and that was yeah. that was why I grew my locks. I was like, these brothers made me like yeah. wanna go ahead and get my locks. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Man. And Absolutely. Uh, talk talk to my lawyers. <laughs> And eat uh what was it? I'm trying to think it was someone in line. It was some line he talked about eating obviously, you know what I'm saying, eating fruit or something while he was talking to his lawyers. I can't think of what the line is right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. So in, in a backwards way, like you got locks because of John Forte. You know, you know what I mean? And, like in a way, in a way. I mean, it yeah. was the it was the it was this uh, culture of cool. Like I just thought it was cool. Yeah. I really just thought it was cool. Like I wanted to look like I never felt stressed. You know what I'm saying? That was what was attractive to me about it. It was yeah. like, I, I didn't want stress. Yeah, I want to be yeah. cool. You know what I'm saying? No matter what, <laughs> under pressure, under fire, you know what I'm saying? Just always be cool. Yeah. And it was, it was, it was brothers like that that made me like, yeah. Yeah, absolutely, so, man, absolutely. But yeah. then I got in trouble for trying to trail the truck full of weed. Yeah, you know, I had to cut them off. You know, if you have to, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I got the even now. <laughs> the Caesar. Yeah, that's right. Um, um, yeah, yeah, no, no, definitely. Well, and also in this song, I think he, uh, I like this verse on here a lot. And I, and I like the song in general. Family business is a very, uh, uh, was certainly one of the highlights. So, you know, again, like I, I've always loved this album. Um, but I feel like I just this past week, I had to have time to really sit with it and listen to everything and, and, and everything. And I think this was a song that I've often skipped, you know, um, cause it's kind of been a while since I really listened to it, but but it's a song that, I mean, if you listen to it from start to finish, it is a very, it's one of the highlights, I think, on this album, mm-hmm. um, my opinion. Yeah. So, move right along. Let's go uh, to track hold number. On, hold on. Hold on. Yeah. I got one, one, one memorable line from this song is if you think loose lips sink ships, imagine full Glock clips. Just makes total sense to me. <laughs> loose of course. lips sink ships. If you, if you think loose lips sink ships, imagine full Glock clips is what he said. Oh. I thought I was like, that was beautiful. That was yeah. beautiful imagery. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm just shooting up a boat. <laughs> you know. Oh, I love it. I love right, it. Cool. That was the John Fault bar? Yeah. Oh goodness, man. Yeah. Yeah, there's some quotables on here. Um track number eight is Killing Me Softly, which is a, again another one of these hits. Okay, mm-hmm. but seriously, this one was uh one that was out of here. It was it was. I mean, look, there's no, yeah. I think this, this, if anything, this was really the one out of this album. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. couldn't get no more like commercial than the yeah. the Roberta Flack remake. Mm-hmm. And matter of fact, I was in a band. <clears throat> I told you I started out, you know, as a musician. Um, off camera but yeah that we used to play this song and band and mm-hmm. everything so yeah so yeah, yeah you know it i got certainly sounds like <laughs> this this is the kind of song like you know people would play in a band <laughs> like this, this sounds like a, a song that's very because this is a cover of of an, an original song but this cover would be like this 
cover is going to be covered, or I'm sure it's yeah. covered quite a bit. Because, I mean, you know, Lauren really put her own spin on this. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, like you're saying, the original was by Roberta Flack. I, I you know, um, yeah, I, I've, I've, I've heard that version before. It sounds very 70s, obviously, because that, that's, like that's when it came out. Yeah, yeah disco kind of. And she really kind of made it her own. I feel like with, with covers, that's what the goal is, right? You, you want to take the song and you want to just add your essence to it. You're mm-hmm. essentially remaking the song, but you're doing it from your point of view, really. So I really prefer covers done in that way. Covers done where it's, you know, it's it's not about them, it's about me. So I'm going to change everything I can to the extent that I can change it. You know what I mean? Um, not necessarily stripping the soul out of the other one and then adding yours in, but a mixture of sorts, kind of. So that, that's kind of what I liked about this. But yeah, this is certainly a song that I always skip because... I mean, look, man, it, it was on so much that I've I've heard the song more times than I think I I should. So yeah, the same man, uh, same man. <laughs> but, but beautiful it, it, when it was so, out, but I don't, yeah. I don't need to hear it come on. Uh, absolutely, yeah, it's too much pain, bro. It's too much. Yeah, there's pain. a lot of pain in there. I can't stand the pain. <laughs> I can't stand it. It's too much. Oh, shout to Missy yeah. and Timbo and them. Yeah. Uh, and the track number nine is the score, mm-hmm. which is the title track. Featuring Diamond D. Now, I didn't hear a Diamond D verse on here. I'm not sure. He did. He's been on it. And, oh, did, did he? uh, you know, you know, he's the producer. Yeah. That's uh, what I, thought. I thought like he just made the beat or something. And then No, thought, no, mm-hmm. no. He's saying I'm the best producer on the mic. Like he had a verse on there, man. Mm-hmm. And he, uh, he, and he, Diamond D was uh, respected, you know, underground too. Yeah. Like um, if you look, I know you talked about you being a big fan of like Eminem. Like, do you know, uh, this going to make us go on tangent, but he was on, like, big compilation joints like Sound Bombing and stuff like that. Like, Diamond D. Diamond D was? Yeah, he was respected um, huh. producer, man. Like, people knew. So, like, uh, I, do you, I, I've i heard of Diamond D because, I haven't heard, like, any of his work, um, but I did. You have. You probably just didn't know it was him. I just didn't know, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah because, like, a, a good friend of mine, who buys albums still physical albums um mm. bought bought a diamond d album from back in the day called like stunts blunts and something i don't know what it is this is you know and then uh, i remember when he got it and i was like well you know what's this you know what i mean i was kind of trashing him because i was like no one's heard of this dude before but turns out he's like a he's like a hip-hop like legend <laughs> no hip-hop idea. royalty man yeah, yeah so um so i haven't heard a, a, a lot of uh well again I, I might not have been aware of a lot of his stuff but i mean on this track on the score like the beat's great i really like the song a lot um and i mean if, if you know if he did the beat and 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 all that i mean that obviously that's you know it's a work of his that i you know if you hear that squeaking that noise in the background that's my dog with his toy is that, oh, is that coming is that coming through loud no no not really i, okay. yeah, I could ba- barely hear it yeah all right, I um, called attention to it. Now you're going to notice it. Because that's what he's doing. I wanted to acknowledge The context it. is good. Yeah, you need <laughs> yeah. to know why. Like, we don't just got squeaky toys on deck. But <laughs> yeah. I do have a dog. And he is tearing his gen up right now. Absolutely, yeah. No he, ain't nobody paying attention to him, so that's why. You know? Oh, yeah. yeah. Mm. yeah, yeah. Um, track number 10 is The Mask. Now, I... Do like this song, but I I feel like it. I don't know. I, you know, like I was saying earlier, this album's very, 
you know what I mean, stacked up front. There's so many great songs. And honestly, The Mask is one of the first songs up to this point. I know we're on track 10, but it's one of the first songs on this album where I go like, yeah, it's all right. It's cool. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I don't, and I'm see, not fully in love. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, man. See, I love The Mask, man, because first of all, the way the song sounds and throughout throughout a lot of the songs on here like nobody sound had that fuji sound either mm-hmm. like nobody even though they had a boom bap style it was kind of like a different i don't know the way they sound there's like you were talking about the um like the sound space and everything mm-hmm. it almost sounded like i don't know like choo-choo trains was going by so i don't mm-hmm. know how to explain it like the way like they compressed like some of the samples and stuff like that yeah, and this one was like a like xylophone marimba type J, mm. if I'm not mistaken. The beat play play a little bit of it since you yeah, let's uh, let's sample, <laughs> this. <laughs> let's play, sample play, this one a little bit. Play a little bit. Play a little bit of the ones you hate. Don't just play the ones you like. <laughs> uh, yeah, to get Show a full picture. Uh, See that joke has an interesting sound. Like yeah. Yeah, taking yeah, yeah. orders. It's um, yeah, like the bass is very um, it seems like it's well, I don't know if it was done live or if it was a sound that they took from something else, but I mean, so it sounds like something that was taken from like a standing bass or something like that. You know what I mean? Or one of these? You know what I mean? Because it's very like the doom sound and all that. Nah, that's 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 electric. That's an electric bass. Yeah, that's somebody playing along. I think huh. I believe. So, oh, so, so it's live. You would say. Well, I don't know if it's live, but you know, sometimes with because it's a sample in there. Mm-hmm. But I think, like, even if the bass is there, sometimes they'll layer it. You know what I mean? Okay. With yeah, like a musician, a studio musician, or something like that. I don't know if they did or not. They did something to mm-hmm. emphasize that bass because yeah. it's it's kind of got like. It's funk. Yeah. You listen to the yeah. bass line is actually funk. So mm. it's not like a jazz. I don't get that jazz upright feel. Mm. Okay. Play that again. Play it again. Yeah, yeah. Let's, uh... Let me challenge you. Challenge them is. Yeah. That? Yeah. Doom, doom. Yeah, that's somebody doing an electric. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it uh, it makes sense. I've heard I've heard like live bands. I guess it depends on who. Because I've heard, yeah, I've heard some live bands play electric basses that sound like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean it's just a it's like you just sliding the string. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That's all they doing. You okay. know. Yeah. Oh, fair enough. <laughs> yeah, with different kind of beat on this, but but I feel like that's what. Again, that that's kind of part of. What kind of took me away from? I like it. That's why I like it. No, I don't. I don't. Man, I love stuff that I that's fresh because my ears get like, uh, uh, what is the word? When it's like, like you know the thing of like you hit the same note on the keyboard over and over again. Yeah, it's almost like torture. Mm-hmm. It's like you got to change it. You like you got to go up one slightly or something, or it's like a form of. Mm-hmm. It can be like a form of torture. Yeah, and it's like. So that's what when I hear the same thing over and over again, I get ear fatigue. Oh, okay. You can get like ear fatigue, yeah. like 
you know, if you ever make beats or do anything, you listen to the same thing over and over again, you loop like you get here, but it's actually <laughs> like a form of torture. It's actually torture. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. yeah. So like when I hear something that's fresh like that, that's uh-huh. what makes me light up. So it's the same thing with my comedy. Like you was talking about the type of jokes you like earlier. If I can't predict your punchline, I'm with you. Yeah. If it's funny, if it's funny and I don't yeah. know where you're coming from, yeah. I'm there. Same thing with the music. Everything is like it's it's so that's why I like that song. But I like what he's saying. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's it's yeah. an interesting story talking about him it working is. at Burger King and yeah. the dude trying to get him to snitch on the other uh employee. Yeah. Like it's, it's, it's I don't know. It's interesting. Yeah, you, you're right about that. Well, yeah, in terms of the content, the content's really great on great on this, yeah. Yeah, um, even more. And Lauren Verse, you know, talking about yeah. she tried as a dude for back in the day, and he trying was like, to holler trying at her. Come up, yeah, come on. Yeah, and, up, and yeah. she and she, she like, look, I tried to keep the conversation straight, but he kept trying to make it sexual. Yeah. And then, his, then his girl got jealous, came up to me, and she checked yeah. her extra hard at the head. Like, it's, it's a nice, it's, yeah. I like it. Yeah, yeah, true. It's true. nice. Yeah, yeah, no, it, it's, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's a song I like. Um, yeah, no change, no change. <laughs> Okay. It's you know, it's just you know, I don't like it as much as some of the other ones, but yeah, no, I, I get what you're saying. I, I, I definitely see the see the merit here. <laughs> I get why. I forgot to touch on something too. We passed yeah. the track and I don't remember which Lauren verse it was. Hold on. Dang, I can't I need to see the track list. Yeah, sure. But Lauren, um this oh, might be what say? I'm thinking about too. Well when she's yeah. when she said uh, uh like I add a motherfucker so the niggas hear me. At the end, yes, that's the one I was thinking about. I wanted to highlight okay. that too, but I forgot. I yeah, forgot I love that. that. Yeah, bro, so the, the ignorant reason, people hear me. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna tell you why that verse is so hot. The first yeah. time I heard that song, I got lost in the verse and was not paying attention to the specifics of what she was saying uh, until she said that. Uh, <laughs> I was like, she's talking about me. I <laughs> to be honest with you, I, I think I think the same thing happened to me. Yeah, because it's. With her doing that, it's like it, it, she kind of breaks your attention, right? Like you're, yeah. In a way, I mean, again, you, you were just talking about the thing with punchlines and stuff. You right. know what I mean? Like she kind of did something there too, where it's, I mean, the, the reason why uh, uh, when you can't predict the punchline, it's funny, is because, um, yeah, it's the unexpected, right? It's like, it's, you know, yeah. And, and in this case, she kind of did something similar where it's, you know, to make the verse kind of more, to stand out more, to be more powerful, she just kind of breaks it. And you know what I mean? I feel like that's yeah. I, I don't know, but, but yeah, I, I, I felt the same way with that. What song was that? I think that was um that might have been family. It's in the business? first seven. It's in the first seven. Yeah, I think that, that might have been family business. Yeah, I love that too. <laughs> that was definitely a highlight for me as well. It, it was it was really great. Um and you have the track Cowboys. That's another John Forte outsiders on that joint. Yeah. And uh yeah. All right, now see one interesting thing about that song is I couldn't tell Rod Digger and Lauren Hill apart at mm. one point when I first heard the verse. Yeah, 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 yeah. Same here. Same here, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was one of those things where at the end, so I listened to the full album um again recently and I went back at the end, I was like, Oh Rod Digger was on this. Um mm-hmm. and I kind of went back and then with reference I was, I was able to kind of to tell. Um, I don't know. They actually harm. They actually harmonize. They don't just rap alike on the joint and match cadence. But mm-hmm. in certain parts, for some reason, they I know that they actually harmonize while they rap. Yeah, yeah. If you absolutely. go back and listen, and then to the end, she's like, "I rock the Nubian, L rocks the Nubian twist." I was like, "Oh, mm-hmm. 
So that must be Rod Digger. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's the way he was like, okay, that's Rod Digger right there. Like, that's Lord Hill right there. That's what I felt like listening to it. So absolutely, man, absolutely. I, I I think yeah. I mean, you know, Cowboys is one of those songs where you know it's kind of at the tail end. I think it's definitely a standout on this album as well. Um, um, I mean, there, there's, I mean, pretty much all aspects of this song I like. Um, you know, I, I gotta say to it, and 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 really, yeah, like like uh, you know, the the features on here are all are all pretty good. Um, and, you know who yeah, the outs man. were? Say again. Do you know who the outsiders were? I, I did not know who the outsiders were. No, um, yeah. that's who they kind of like. They were Jersey. They were Jersey based. Jersey. And if you really and a lot of Jersey rappers like Redman and and you know during that time, yeah. like you can hear the style, the Jersey style. Like yeah. it's the hard, like the punchline word is yeah. so stressed and so like you don't even have to be saying anything really with real merit. But yeah. because you just the way they say it, it makes it sound like they were saying something. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. See that that's like, one thing I just re realized because Lauren Hill, Jersey, Jersey, Rodney is yeah. Jersey, right? Yeah, they all Jersey. And she was in the house. Rodney was in the house. So. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. 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 It's yeah. Like do pace, pace one. I'm trying to remember some of their names. Pace but one yeah. and Young Z were the two uh, on the on this track specifically. Yeah. 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 So this so, yeah. actually, this album was was one of those. It was an iconic, kind of Jersey, based kind of album because you know, I mean, you know, Lawrence Jersey. I don't know about. I mean, yeah, they all Jersey. They're, they're all Jersey. Jersey. Yeah. Everyone yeah. else in Fuji's too. So yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's uh, it, in in many ways like, granted, granted, Jersey and New York are so close together. They're two very different scenes, right? I mean, stylistically yeah. too, and everything. Like I mean, you just mentioned like. With the punchlines and stuff, the way they you know enunciated stuff, it, it's that's very pronounced. Yeah, it make yeah. it draws attention to it because I mean they be <laughs> they say that it made me laugh when I hear it now. But like yeah. they say the house with the Fujis is more is more uh, I'll say n words than the N double pink. It's like, I don't think Absolutely. that's what the air stands for. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Oh, hysterical. Yeah. yeah. They, what they say. National it, right there. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. Advancement. Oh, man. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, no, very, very interesting. Yeah. That's, uh, yeah, I never heard of Outsiders before. I got to tell you. Um, and this was Rod Digger way before Flip Mode. Yeah. Flip mode yeah. was uh yeah I mean this is ninety six I think flip mode became a thing in ninety eight maybe early two thousand yeah um yeah Rob Rob was one of my favorite um female MC her and Lauren Hill were my favorites yeah yeah absolutely uh, I like Rodrigo a lot too I just haven't heard a whole lot of her stuff um but like is, stuff well she well I don't know now but at that time she didn't have a whole lot you know what I'm saying yeah. at that time anyway yeah definitely. So, yeah, and then uh, track number twelve is "No Woman, No Cry." Um, Re remake the remake. That to me, that's the weak, the, that's the weakest one on there because it's like, really. Well, I'm gonna tell you why because it was like it annoyed me at first that White Club wanted to be Bob Marley and like wanted so bad to like be equate. And like, if, if you see like later, you know, like the joint he did with Mary J. Blige. Someone please call nine one one and the bullets in my heart. Oh, no. <laughs> bullets. It's like he wanted so bad to kind of like have 
that singing style and like yeah. but it's like it's one bob like <laughs> you know what i mean it's one robert marley you, you think we kind of moved the goalpost a little bit for for uh white clef kind of let him get away with a little bit more stuff or what no no i mean i think white clef had a hard time um because i think his shine people couldn't see how talented he was because of Lauryn Hill. Okay. Like Wyclef is uber talented. He knows it. Absolutely. He's he's a very cocky dude. I don't mm. know if you ever see interviews with him, mm. but um, super cocky, but still he wasn't getting that shine. Even though like in his book, I read his book. He said he's the one that taught L'Oreal how to rhyme. Mm. He's the one like she wasn't even a spitter. He didn't want to taught her how. Oh. And of course, she took it and became a beast. But he's the one that like even showed her how to rhyme and all the yeah. other kind of stuff. <clears throat> yeah, he I'm says sorry, all that kind that. of stuff. It's probably, it's, I don't believe that. <laughs> I mean, well, it might have helped. You know, hey man, the student can become the teacher. That's so, <laughs> but, but the thing about Wyclef is that like Wyclef can just rhyme. He can just spit. Yeah. I don't know if you ever seen it in his shows, but he just freestyle, freestyle, freestyle. Yeah. While he playing, while he playing, just keep going, keep going. Like he's super mm. talented. Yeah, yeah. And oh, um, there's no doubt about it. Yeah, he, he's he's an extremely he's an he's a yeah. I mean, like you know that 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 uh honestly for me that that um so you know I, you know I, I love Lauren Hill and 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 uh and everything, but I also loved like that that Carnival album. To me, that was one of the albums that meant a lot to me as a kid too like and I, and I feel like I mean it, it it might have not have gotten the credit it deserved but I feel like it honestly in my in my eyes like those two albums the the uh miseducation and the carnival were like two albums that were propped up you know what I mean equally um might not have been the case though I mean maybe mm -mm. I was kind of, you know, it wasn't equal miseducation Lauren Hill was clearly the front runner mm -hmm. of pretty much anything during the time it came out like her she that's why she's held in such high regard with pretty much one commercial hit album. Yeah. She had the other album, the MTV Unplugged one, but of course that didn't get the love mm -hmm. that Miss Education got. So she's almost heralded as a legend. Okay. And she is in many respects, but with like one solo album. Yeah. Yeah. And then okay. that's because of how big that album was, man. Mm -hmm. So the carnival. Impactful was hits but like which lots of them too those like you know which 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 favorite songs on con uh i mean <laughs> and this name song, one just name one just name one uh i mean i like the big ones <laughs> i'm not gonna lie to you right it's on there were extremely good the album right. cuts were cool too but like um yeah i mean you, you know. like anything can happen and stuff like that right yeah say yeah, what yeah, say yeah. what anything okay yeah. so you know what i like you know this mm -hmm. is me b-side you know what i like yeah. Bubble Goose. Do you remember mm, that song? I do. do yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. See, those were the songs I like. Okay. The songs nobody talks about. Yeah, yeah. That that is certainly one that's nobody. You know. Nobody cares about Bubble Goose. <laughs> Just me. Absolutely. I'm the only one. He caught a bullet in his Bubble Goose. <laughs> <laughs> I love that joint, bro. Oh man. Okay. That, that's yeah. fair. Yeah. You gotta dress warm, man. It's cold out here, fam. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like. I like those. Are, those dope. Yeah, but yeah, see, that's no. how I don't know why I'm like this when I just am. Yeah. I'm so yeah. I don't know. Got to make sure I'm not being contrary for the sake of being contrary. Yeah. Sometimes I just be like, why do I like? I just like this. Mm -hmm. well, it it does make sense to kind of go against the general, you know, 
the, the general thing, you know what I mean? But you know, some things are just so good. You just, it's undeniable, but I, I definitely get what you're saying. I'm, I, I am one of those people too, where, you know, I think more dealing with bands and stuff like that. If a band that I really like really popped off, now everyone's talking about it. And I'm, I'm definitely always the guy who goes, I like their old stuff. You know what I mean? I like the stuff before they were like, they hit the mainstream or, you know, so. Cause they use it. Cause you can't, you can't mimic the hunger. Yeah. You can't mimic the hunger. You know what I mean? I, I, I've seen people that were nowhere and, you know, they toured <clears throat> or whatever and they were hungry. You love it. And then you get that album and they get that success. And it's like, oh, that wasn't what I heard. You yeah. know what I mean? But sometimes it's the live experience that spoils you too. Mm. You know, they might be the same, but the live experience can affect that. Yeah. So. You know, and, and I think this holds true for comedians too. I've seen that with comedians all the time. Like once you're, before you really secure the bag, as it were, people are, you know what I mean? That you're, you really have a hunger about you. Uh, and then once you really make it, quote unquote, like if you achieve some sort of ridiculous success, which for most comedians, that's not something that's, you know what I mean? Like it, it's, this is really only experienced by 1% of comedians. That I don't think mm-hmm. that should necessarily be the goal to make it in that sense. You know what I mean? Um, but, but yeah, like for a lot of comics who got uber, uber successful, the quality went down quite a bit. I think I think so. I think it might apply to just artists in general. Example of that could be like an Amy Schumer or something, which a lot of people just don't think she's funny. This and that. I'm one of those people, sure. But I will say this: like her yeah, first I'm one of those people, sure. <laughs> yeah, you know. To be fair, <laughs> I'm one of those. I don't want to say like, oh, I think Amy Schumer's great because she's not. I think it's pretty uh, all across the board. Most people will tell you she's not. Uh, but. Disrespect. Mm. No, that, sounded, that sounded laced with disrespect. Oh, <laughs> it sounded, sounded hateful. All right, let me let me let me jump. I didn't in right mean it that way. I'll just say she nah, had I a great album in 2011. It was a 2009. She had an album called Cutting, which was absolutely brilliant, absolutely brilliant. But she got, you know, this is before she really got on. She got on, and then I don't know. I, it's like she's a completely different comic now. Same with Dane Cook. Dane Cook's early stuff was amazing, even though some of it people claim he stole some of it, but it was great, and then the stuff later. Kevin Let Hart me, now. Uh, right. Stuff. Okay, so that's what I'm going to say. I'm going to quote Kevin Hart right now. He said something that really stuck with me, and I identify with because he got a podcast now. He just started one. Mm-hmm. And um, he's like, his friends is like, yo, like you need to go back to that raw Kevin, the, the early stuff, because his, his early stand-up is great. It's hilarious, yeah. and he knows it. But he's a little I, man, and, and yeah, uh, yeah, seriously funny. And uh, funny, yeah, seriously funny was amazing. So, and and real quick, total tangent, but that very first one, one thing I noticed, he never takes the mic out of the mic stand. Go back and watch it. So, oh, anyway, oh, yeah. I wrote there about that go. one time, I noticed it. <laughs> you know, they tell you that comedy one on one to do that yeah. special, never took the mic out of the mic stand. Uh-huh. If so you, you wanted to what? walk. They if also tell you, like, mic, yeah, yeah. Bro, he picked the whole stand up. <laughs> yeah. He never took the mic out of the mic stand and had one of the funniest specials ever. So I never anyway. liked that thing too because they they say you never take it out of the, the mic or they give you these rules, these things, you, you know. But then they say once you've gotten to a certain point, you can break the rules, right? There's yeah. always that, thing. but it's like they look at you like a rookie when you do this stuff but then yeah. all right but anyway kevin hart said people was like yo won't you go back to the same raw early style like you was and he's like look i acknowledge that that's the best comedy shape that i was ever in 
He's like, I might not ever reach that level again. I recognize that. So he was like, people was like, yo, go back and be raw early Kevin. His answer was how? Hmm. I don't live that life. Hmm. I'm married. I have kids. My life yeah. isn't like that kind of excitement because I didn't know if I was going to be able to pay my bills and everything hung on it. He's like, I don't have that anymore. You don't so have to I go can't. out and grind every night like you. Like yeah, you. well, he just don't. He grind. He grinds. He definitely hmm. does. He hasn't lost his work ethic. But he can't, if you're still being true to yourself, it would almost be phony because that's not his life anymore. Mm. And that's, and that's what I respect. Like if, <clears throat> cause people talk about like, you know, whether you curse, decide to curse, whether you decide to talk about sex, whether you, whatever type of comic you are politically correct. And like, unless you're just totally trying to be a new person on stage, you can't deny who you are. You know what I mean? Like what you do and the way you portray yourself and your performance is going to have to have some root in who you are as a person. So unless you can be the exact same, how can you keep that? You can't keep that. You can't. Yeah, you're right about that. Yeah. You can't. You, changes, you, you, I mean, clearly you're... Gotta be who you are. Change, yeah. Right. So yeah. people like get on me or ask me, people ask me about stuff like that with the comedy. Like, that's, I don't try like I do what I feel yeah. is me. Yeah, yeah. I do me literally. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. You're right. You're right about that. I mean, but then the question becomes: How do you, you know, how do you remedy? Like, if you, if your life situation changes and your material suffers for it, then like, what, you know, what, what do you do? I don't, I don't know what you do. Because I, I was play, being funny. Play, play, play the hits. <laughs> I just do the, the greatest hits over there. Just yeah, yeah do, do Seinfeld know. basically. Uh, but but uh, but yeah, I mean it, it's you know I mean I feel like being funny is something like it's it's um, it's not necessarily dependent on anything. Being funny is just a thing that's out there, right? You know what I mean? It's you know again the, there's certain. Like being funny, I feel like is like in math, right? You have equal, like, okay, <laughs> this is completely fresh off my top of my head. So I don't know if it'll be consistent, makes sense, but I'm just saying that this is a quick thing. I know we're on a little bit of a tangent here, but being yeah, funny, super I tangent. think is something that is, it's a, it's a thing that's governed by rules or laws or whatever else, right? The same as like math, math is a thing and there's rules and laws and stuff like that, right? So being fun, so so that's what it is, and that's where it exists and stuff like that. So really, as long as you're up on the rules, the laws that govern it, you can do it. You can be funny, right? And so it becomes, and that's why like people say like, I guess you can't necessarily teach funny, but you, it it it's also a craft so you can refine and stuff if you're aware of the things that govern it. So then, I mean, you should be able to be funny regardless of whatever life situation you're in. You know what I mean? If you have the, especially if you can grind still, you can do all that. Just, you know, learn how to write a joke well, um, think critically, and uh, yeah, you, can, you should be able to do it. You know what I mean? I, I don't, you know what I mean? Does that make sense, kind of? I understand what you're saying. I don't think is that you lose the funny. I just think it's represent is going to be representative of what you pull from, what you have to pull from. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, you can only do it within the confines of, unless you're reinventing yourself. Hmm. You know what I mean? You can only do, like, I hate, I'm not trying to be gross, but you know what I'm saying? The only thing that can come out of you is what you put in. You know what I mean? That's a fact. 
Yeah. You're not going to use the bathroom and never be surprised. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what exactly. I'm saying? Like, it's just not going to happen. So, <laughs> I mean, corn I, again? Oh, you're right. Um, so, yeah. that's what I'm saying. You're right. You're right about that. So, you kind of have to, like, fill the well. You know, you have to, yeah. You know, yeah, you have to. And really, right. the stuff that comes in is life experience, basically, right? Yeah. Life experience. So, and you can be intentional about it because, I mean, like, in some crafts, like music, like, if some of the producers going to produce a certain type of genre they might they're gonna take a lot of that in so they can come out yeah. you know what i mean like it's only what's in you man yeah. it's what's in you so all right man we we my phone gonna die so this is what i want to say <laughs> okay yeah i see it we're basically at the end of the, the album you know yeah so I mean. all right one obvious thing we overlooked mm-hmm. and that is the, the reason the problem with the fuji's um, was the love affair between Lauren Hill and Wyclef Sean. Whoo, see, this is something we touched on, miseducation, but I, I wasn't aware of it. I didn't know. I mean, so so they, I, I don't, were they ever public with it? Like, you know what I mean? Or He, he talks about it in his book. Okay. She alludes to it. I don't people know how say much he Lost said. Lost Ones was about, her, was about him. That's what people say. People said that X Factor was about him. Oh, yeah, they, yeah, yeah. People said that Haunting has a, a beautiful song, by the way. Yeah, but yeah. very, very like, yo, like, if you're depressed, you need not press play <laughs> for, to that joint. That joint will make your soul hurt. But, um, yeah, that she, um, her verse on one of these tracks close to the end, for some reason, I paid attention to it today when she talks about loving the guy and it's not reciprocated, and she considered suicide. Mm-hmm. She got to be talking about Wyclef in this joint from what I hear. Yeah. From what what was going on between them, because essentially it was like he had a girl that he wanted to marry, and she was like the ideal like like even though I guess he didn't feel as though maybe like she was stable and she yeah. was steady, but I think mm-hmm. the fire and everything was with Lauren. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So. Yeah. I think he loved, but he, I don't know. He strung her along. Like she, he caused her some problems. Yeah. Clearly yeah. there. Well, I don't want to say he caused it. Their love affair mm. caused some problems. So yeah. I mean, her, her life choices after that. No, that's a, why that's when, a you know what I'm saying? Why we yeah. ain't never get no more real good music from Lauren, man. You know, yeah. I don't know. That's a that, big waste. That's really what, what broke, obviously broke the, the group up. And then, yeah. You know, um, but if she was dealing with that and she did miseducation, you know what I mean? She was able to pull it together for that. Good Lord, man. <laughs> Just, you know, I mean, granted, yeah, I mean, again, if she's talking like suicide and stuff, obviously that, that's extremely deep wounds yeah. and stuff. She said, yeah, she yeah. said she considered, uh, what is it? Uh, manifest. On Manifest, the, yeah. The, the, uh, that's the, the verse. If you, listen, yeah. if you listen to that joint, it's like yo, like yeah. she, the way she talk about, like the way and the way that song is produced, because mm-hmm. it, it crescendos the whole yeah. time in that verse, and then it's like it's real violent drums as they get to the end of the verse, like and you feel, and then the stuff she's saying in that joint, yeah, like to be right there on the same song with the dude and like yeah. making the music with him, oh, and yeah. even though that's what's going, the problems going on, like what does that do? Yeah, yeah. So that, that yeah, is very man. intense. Well, let me ask you this. In general, if we're talking about the importance of this album, like the, obviously, I think we, we kind of have an idea of the answer to this question, but what kind of legacy do you think this album left on, on hip hop? Um, 
it gave well first of all it would be what i consider and i know this is argument and this is yin and yang but this is what i would consider to be real hip-hop and it was mm-hmm. real hip-hop and it went diamond mm-hmm. it had ultimate commercial success and it was just hip-hop mm-hmm. you know what i mean oh, yeah. and so <clears throat> that's i think this obviously spoke to the powers that be that this art form was here to stay because you know it was a question too. for a long time yeah. yeah like people realized the success and everything that it could have so maybe some bad came out of it and maybe some good came out of it because you know what they do with hip-hop mm-hmm. i know you could argue is really just perpetuate a lot of nonsense and they still do yeah. it's like let's get these kids to be stupid yeah get this on the radio <laughs> yeah yeah that's yeah, me of course. i'm i'm like you said i'm, I'm a dad now so that's my perspective <laughs> yeah. no um, it rings true man i mean it's it's um i don't know the you know there's even like a saying in the bible that the the uh right the there's one road most people go on there's one road not a, a lot of people go on and and i think that applies to a lot of things in life like you know music if you you know you have the music that perpetuates nonsense and things like that natural human nature most people will go to that because that's like the not it's not always the lowest common denominator man but in some cases it is you know yeah uh but but uh i think most people will just gravitate to that but then there there are also other avenues and people who really do make music that means something and 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 you know and, and they're you know they you know and they're they're super into it and they they do it for a purpose for a higher purpose or whatever it is you know but they they make music from their soul basically is what it is like they're um what's the word the word is they're they're um authentic about it and they yeah. actually have a, something to say and i feel like those people are out there but again it's just not it's just not for Pe- everyone i guess you know people think it's mutually exclusive like you can't think or have any substance and actually dance or, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Just, you know, like it's room for everything, but just like, oh, it's too much. It's too much of the just, you know what I'm saying? Mm. NAACP out there. <laughs> <laughs> too much. Yeah. Too much of that, man. Absolutely, absolutely. It's too much. So, so is that something it's, you kind of ra- rage against or do you just kind of... Uh, man, I ain't even, I'm, I don't even feel like I'm relevant in the conversation. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Because no. at this point, Tell even though do, I, yeah. well, yeah, well, even yeah. though I am only, even though I'm still like in my 30s or whatever, all this gray and everything is portrayed <laughs> me in a persona. You know what I'm saying? I just, I look like a mortgage loan in the face. So it's not really, I just look responsible. Ain't nobody listening <laughs> to this dude no more. You know what I mean? Some people I know don't my, ask you how you feel about the new, you know what I'm saying? The new, uh. You know what I mean? The new trip you read, the new, you know? The nah, new, you know. Nah, they don't, they, don't, they don't really be calling me about it. I mean, yeah, the new money bag, yo, the new, uh, you know what I'm saying? The, you know, nah, they don't. Milk perp. Nah, they don't be doing it. And uh, and they should. They shouldn't. <laughs> they shouldn't. <laughs> yeah, they shouldn't. Because, I mean, I can't, I can't have, like, every once in a while I'm surprised. It's not that I don't listen to anything that's current. I just listen to the current stuff that got substance. Yeah. I just, that's just how there's stuff out though. there too. I mean, there's still a lot yeah. of great stuff. Yeah. It's still music with substance, man. And, uh, you know, I like it. Yeah. That's what I'm drawn to. But that's me as a person. Yeah. Like I said, I'm always countercultural. So there it is, man. You know, yeah. Bubble Goose. Bubble Goose, exactly. <laughs> that, that's... You know, what was the other one you hated? The, uh, 
the track you tried to spin and pretend like you liked it on this album. <laughs> what was it? The mask. The mask. Yeah, the mask, that's me. Yeah, which I, again I don't hate. It's just you know I felt like it was a you don't bit love. of a. I don't yeah, hate exactly. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I, don't, yeah. I don't love it. It, it's it's all valleys and peaks on here. Granted, they're all you know what I mean, but there's some valleys. You know what I mean? Like it's it's just gonna happen. That's part of the, you know. But but yeah, it, uh, solid solid track though as a whole. The the album as a whole, man. I, I I do agree with you. Like this this really, I mean, and it's hard for me sometimes to really think about how massive of an album this was. But it, just because I was really focused on that back then, I just liked what I liked. But the fact is, yeah, this was it really had an impact and. And you're right. I think it did speak to kind of the the powers that be, um, and everything. But uh, but yeah, man. So so it had its impact. Same as uh, uh, Miss Education. Same as the Carnival. Um, I would say maybe to a little lesser extent. But um, I think it kind of helped. <laughs> <laughs> it kind of helped to legitimize, you know, hip hop in into to kind of the mainstream. And I yeah, think that got the ball rolling. To the point we are now where hip hop is the mainstream. That's just what it is. You know? Yeah, it's pop. Yeah, it's, it's hip pop now. Hip hop, exactly. Yeah. But uh Lionel, man, in this case, I think I think we we decoded this classic, my friend. I appreciate you uh sitting down with me and having this conversation. Um, you know what I mean? Um I think you know we, we should we should have a few more if you're cool with it. Yeah, man, I'm I'm over with it. Hopefully, no squeaky toys in the background. You know what I'm <laughs> yeah, well, I, I didn't even hear you it, know. dude. I heard like two, and that was it. So <laughs> it's all, all right. good, man. But uh, but yeah, man, definitely. Dude, thanks again, and uh, thank you for having me, man. And Absolutely. to anybody listening to Cares, LionelHarris.com. Ah. LionelHarris.com, everybody. Really great yes. content. And I'm, uh, you know, I'm not just saying this because you're a friend of mine, but I legitimately, matter of fact, this is why I like talking to you, Lionel, because. I'm always the, the there's because there's a lot of stuff we talk about that has a lot of substance, obviously, but there's all the jokes are always there. That's that's part of it. Um, I appreciate so, it, man. Thank you. So like I think the, the content really really shows that too. So so uh you got my endorsement, whatever that means, you know, it's not worth much. I'll take it. No, it is, man. It's it's <laughs> it's, it's, it's it's like the carnival, it's not like miseducation, but it's like the <laughs> yeah, it's like the exactly. carnival. It's, it's a, a lesser degree, you know what I'm saying, but it still means something. So <laughs> yeah. It's still ringing bells. It's a dinner bell. (laughs) (laughs) Not a church bell. It's a dinner bell. Oh, yeah. I appreciate appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks again. Jesus Christ. Why? Oh, Lord. Father, don't let him bury me. Whoa. I haunt him. Like Mephistopheles, bringing swords to Damocles. Secret service keep a close watch as if my name was Kennedy. Abstract rap, simple with this street format. Gaze into the sky and measure planets by parallax. Check out the retrograde motion, kill the notion of biting and recycling and calling it your own creation. Feel like Rockwell, somebody's watching me. I got no privacy, whether on land or at sea. And for your biting zealots, your rap's a cacophonic. If a prick predict, but deep inside you wish you had the pop hit. It hurts, don't it? A refugee come to your turf and take over the earth. Yeah. See, my rhymes are the type of fly rhymes that can only get down with my crew. And if you try to take lines or bike rhymes, <laughs> we'll show you how the refugees do. Yeah. Yeah, behold, this my old manifold on your rhymes. Two MCs can't occupy the same space at the same time. It's against the laws of physics. So we bet your sweet dreams break up 
mixed rap rejects my take deck rejects projectile whether Jew or Gentile I rank top percentile many styles more powerful than gamma rays my grandma pays like Carlos Santana plays black magic woman. so while you human I'm consuming mango juice under Polaris you just embarrassed cause it's your last tango in Paris and even after all my logic and my theory I add a motherfucker so you ignorant niggas hear me you remember take notes I sold my rap oats before you biting zealots. Here's a quote. I, another MC losing life tonight. Oh, I beg that you pray to Jesus Christ. Try, but you can't divide the tribe.